Hey pals, it's Kelly. Just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up. The audio in this one, it got a little wonky. Um, my portion of the audio is a bit echoey, but I wanted to post this file anyway because I think we got some good information out of Dan from St. Louis Game Time about what we can expect from the Blues tonight. So sorry for the quality. Hope you can still enjoy it. Go Flyers. Welcome to Changing Out the Competition, St. Louis Blues Edition. Reigning Cup Champions Edition. Yeah. This time, <laughs> we are joined by Dan Buffa. Am I saying that right? Buffa? Dan Buffa, yeah. Buffa. Sorry. In Italy, it's Buffa, so you're not really saying it wrong. Okay. Yeah, you're saying it wrong. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. See, the, see, the, see the, 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 that's the irony of this whole conversation. Yeah. So Dan Buffa from St. Louis Game Time. Dan, thanks again for hanging out with us. Um, just going to take a quick little dive into the St. Louis Blues, who are just in time for this game. Uh, yes. Kind of the best team in the league right now, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, you know, coming off the Stanley Cup, I thought they were going to have a little bit of a sophomore slump, but and then they lose Tarasenko, and they just keep losing very key players, and yet they just keep winning. It's just it's the resilience of the Blues in the best form because I thought when they lost Pareko, they were going to – take a dive for for real finally but they keep playing they keep finding a way to win games yeah it's um i joke all the time that there's one good coach in the nhl it's barry trotz um but sometimes i, I think i look at the blues and they're obviously a talented team sometimes i wonder like maybe he is just a really good coach he is because i mean he, he took over last november you know, a year ago, this past November, and it took about a month and a half for him to really get his way, his philosophies. I really think Mike Yo had lost the team, and I think I don't think the players are really listening to whatever message he was trying to convey. But Craig Bruby is a guy who looks at these players as adult hockey players. He doesn't look at them as children. He doesn't look at them as young men that are playing the game. He just treats them like players, like as if they're his, as if they're his age. Because a guy played for as an enforcer for so long in the NHL that he doesn't really, so to speak, he doesn't really take any crap. And I think that's exactly what that team needed last year. And I think they've really, I'm going to use a really very popular hockey term, they've really buyed in to uh, <laughs> Craig Bruby's message. But yeah, it's working. Because ever since he took control of the team and kind of really downloaded his message into the team, they've been, I mean, they've won over 75 games in the last calendar year. Yeah, so looking at uh, the stats for the team so far, it looks like Jordan Bennington um, continues to be good. And it looks like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Allen has also been quite good for you guys. Did you expect the goaltending to be this good again, or did you think Bennington was going to drop off a bit? You know, I, I had plenty of faith in Bennington just because of the way he handled the pressure last year of taking over a team that was in last place and then carrying them to the playoffs and through the Stanley Cup. But Jake Allen has really made this season especially strong because he's been his most consistent in years. I mean, this is a guy who had the starting job two or three times and lost it. And I thought this year he was going to maybe be a liability. He was good last year in a part-time role for the last second half of the season, but He's been so strong that even when Bennington's kind of had an off night or he needs an off, he needs a kind of a little downtime to rest his body from the hard six and seven month long season. Jake Allen has been that guy that can really be the perfect backup. 
I also noticed that the Blues are going to be coming into this game looking to break franchise record for consecutive home wins. Um, so clearly they've been a good team at home this season. The Flyers have also been a good home team at home. That they've been atrocious on the road. And we've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what exactly it is that makes this team so good at home and so bad on the road. Is there anything noticeably different about the Blues at home that's leading to so much success? You know, it's crazy because if you look at the Blues splits this season, their home and away records equally strong. And that's not always the case. Usually in past seasons, it's either the the home record's really good or the road record. I know during the second half of last season, they were road warriors. They just couldn't lose it on, on the road. Maybe it's just the fact that a team has a kind of a chip on their shoulder and they play a little bit differently when they're on the road and they're home. They get a little too comfortable. But I don't know. Maybe the fact, maybe the, you know, the, the, the Philadelphia Flyers need to find a good cheesesteak place in St. Louis. I'm not sure we have one, though. So I was just going to ask if there's anything in your old neighborhood there that maybe you could recommend. You know, maybe Urban Chestnut because they have they have this uh, bread company called Companion Bread. And if the bread's mm. good, the rest of the sandwich has to be good. So if any Flyers fans come into St. Louis, go to Urban Chestnut in the Grove. They have probably the best Philly steak sandwich that we can possibly offer. Oh, that's interesting. I'm going to need somebody to go and try that so I can yeah, hear about Yeah, comfort food, you know? Win or lose, yeah, comfort yeah. food is needed. You can't go wrong with meat and cheese on bread. No, Just you can't, especially science. if the cheese is melted. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, pretty much, it's pretty much nirvana from there on out. So, with a team playing as well as the Blues, and the Flyers generally incapable of playing hockey at all on the road, <laughs> If you had to give a little bit of advice to the Flyers about what the weak spot on the Blues right now that they could exploit to try and win this game, what would you say that it is? Well, it's not what any Flyers fan is going to want to hear, but give us a two or three goal lead, and then we just kind of seem to take our foot off the pedal. Because, you know, there's nothing worse in hockey, and they should just say there's nothing worse than in Blues hockey than just coming out in the first period, getting a two-goal lead, and then going, well, guys, let's just kind of take our foot off the pedal and have a couple beers and relax, and then the other team gets back into it. So I think um, our uh, our penalty kill can be a little bit uh, inconsistent at times. You know, other teams can – also our power play. The power play can be kind of can be, can be, um, kind of uh, mistaken for a, a, the extra man, even when we give up extra, uh, shorthanded goals a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So, but I always like to think when the Blues get out to a big lead and they don't have any really adversity in the first 20 minutes, that things can get dicey for the next 40. On a team as loaded with well-known names as this team is, especially after winning the Cup last season, who is a guy that we might not know about that you think could have an impact on the game? You know, a, a player right now that's having a really good stretch, that's got six goals, in his last nine games, it's not a person you really think of. It's Tyler Bozak. Okay. And really, it's Robert Thomas, the young Robert Thomas, playing with him on a line. Bozak has moved to a wing spot. And Thomas, this great young playmaker who's just been able to drink alcohol, that's how young he is, has basically, he, he was the guy that really picked up Pat Maroon's season last year. And he has made Tyler Bozak into like a very 
you know, uh, low rent version of a goal scorer. Because, I mean, and Bozak's had a, a seasons where he's had a high goal total, but he's got 11 goals on January 14th. That's just ridiculous, even for Tyler Bozak. That's what you can hope for him in a whole season. So that's kind of become a secret weapon for the Blues. They have Brayden Shen, David Perron. They have Petrangelo at the point scoring goals. But Tyler Bozak on the third line has been, has been a big weapon for the Blues. Anything about the Flyers you're looking forward to seeing? Um, I, 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 you know, I got a little nostalgic about uh, good old Brian Elliott because yeah. before Jordan Bennington, really, he was the last, I would say, between Curtis Joseph in the 90s and Jordan Bennington now, he was probably the biggest fan favorite when it came to a goaltender. I mean, they, they used to, they called him Moose here. I'm not sure they do that in Philadelphia. They do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he's a guy that, you know, I almost want to see him have a somewhat good game tomorrow. Maybe the Blues can win two to one. But I also know that now he, he's not the starter this year, is he? He's not the starter, but he will be starting tomorrow. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that's just going to be too many emotions. You know, when they <laughs> score a goal, I'm probably going to wince a little bit because. Not only was he a really good goaltender in St. Louis, with partially with Jake Allen, he's also just a really good guy. And, and I know oh that, that that's kind of like you can't, you can't quantify that in, in, in sports and any league. But it's just nice when the guy who's really good at his job also happens to be a really good guy. So I'm I'm gonna wish him the best of luck, except when you know maybe Bozak chips went in and Petro lets loose a rocket. But that that's gonna be if there's one thing I'm looking forward to watching the Flyers, it's gotta be Brian Elliott. So I'm glad you made a little bit of a score prediction there. The last question that I have for you is for you to give me a shot in the dark prediction for a final score of this game. You know, I think I think both teams are going to trade some goals in the first two periods, but I think the Blues are going to kind of get their crap together in the last period and win three to two. But I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Elliott's going to get back in Enterprise Center and go, "Holy shit, I was great here once upon a time." And he's going to start. He's going to maybe give the Flyers a chance to win, and maybe even push them over the top. But I think it's going to be a three-two Blues victory in the end. But I, again, I look forward to seeing Elliott in goal. I mean, except except when he robs the Blues of a goal, which he might do, but he's very good. He's good for at least one kind of story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so my prediction is that the Flyers are going to build off of their fun win against Boston, and they're going to actually win a road game, and they're going to win three to one. That's so good. I, I was, you, you, Boston. Um, you got, you gave Brian Marchand, uh, Brad Marchand, the worst moment since the Stanley Cup. Where now, now this is a game where he basically missed the shootout uh, puck, right? He yep. left it at center ice. Yep. Gosh, that was so good. It was. I mean, it, we were joking about how it brought together the fans of all other 30 NHL hockey teams. Oh, yeah. Everyone experienced joy. <laughs> it, it's basically like watching like Donald Trump trip over like down the steps on Air Force One. It's basically seeing <laughs> Brad Marchand overskate a puck in a shootout. I love to see that guy mess up. I don't know what it is about him. I'll meet him one day, and then we'll probably have a good chat, but then I'll make fun of him before we leave. There you go. And then roast you on Twitter. He'll be like, gosh, this Uber driver was so mean to me. Gosh, why why doesn't he have hair? It's so weird. He's got all the hair in his face. (laughs) All right, well, that's all I have for you. This was awesome. great, yeah. I hope I was a worthwhile guest as I – prounce around in the street here. My cars keep passing. I go, why is he talking into his phone? 
Because you're a famous podcast star. Yeah, semi-famous, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dan. Again, Dan is from St. Louis Game Time. Head on over there to check it out. Learn a little bit about the St. Louis Blues. Read up about our old pal Braden Shen. Dan, yes, have Braden fun. Shen. Have fun out there at the dive bar, which looks like a great dive bar. I'm a big fan it of is, dive it's bars. It is. great. And enjoy the game. All have right. Thank you. You too. Thank you very much.